Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. This is part two to a series that I started on commercial versus residential pools. And today I'm going to jump in and talk about some of the good things about commercial accounts. And I'll touch on some of the things that maybe you would consider to be bad things. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I ended part one talking about some frustration I had with juggling residential and commercial And truly, I think if you're going to do this right, you should probably just do commercial only or residential only. And mixing both of them sometimes leads to more headaches than you need. Some of the good things about commercial accounts is the fatter paycheck. There's no doubt that you're going to make more money doing commercial accounts than you're going to make doing residential accounts. You also may have more free time because of the larger amount of money that you can charge for commercial accounts. And the reason why you charge more It's because there's more you have to do. You have to, of course, deal with the health department, which I mentioned last time. You have to deal with the apartment manager. You have to deal with the residents. You have to deal with taking care of a pool that's being used by a lot of people. And as Bob Lowry says, the biggest difference between a residential and a commercial pool is the bather, the bather disease. And so your whole job there is to prevent people from getting sick from each other swimming in that pool. So you have to maintain the proper chlorine level. You have to maintain the proper, you know, safety measures if there's a diaper in the pool or if you know there's a dead rat in there or something you have to really take this more seriously than a residential pool where no one's really using it as much and usually it's the immediate family so the bather the bather disease is not a big issue in a residential pool but in a commercial pool it's a big deal and you really have to really be on top of it one of the things that i always find funny is that when i'm at a hotel or somewhere and you kind of smell that chemical smell. It smells like kind of ammonia. And people always think, oh, that's the chlorine. That means that there's chlorine in the pool and it's being it's effective. It's actually the opposite. You shouldn't be able to smell chlorine. And I think it's one of the reasons why Clorox puts a scent in their bleach. You can actually smell that you're using it. But in reality, you really can't smell chlorine. Same thing with the gas. If you have natural gas in your house, you know they put a, a chemical in there to make that smell because natural gas doesn't have any smell. Same thing with chlorine. It shouldn't smell. What you're smelling is combined chlorine or chloramines at the pool, which means that that pool is probably not safe to swim in. So that smell is not a good thing. It's a bad thing. And so that's another thing you have to deal with. All these other problems that you probably don't run into very often at residential pools. You may have a pool on your route that does have combined chlorine after a lot of parties, but it's not something that we deal with a lot on a residential pool route. In fact, a lot of people don't even test for it because it's something that doesn't come up very often. But in a commercial pool setting, you're doing more work, therefore you're getting paid more. You're also separating the chemicals from the labor because each pool is different, each time of year is different, each usage is different. So you can't really have an all-inclusive rate for a commercial pool versus a residential pool. 
because the chemistry is going to be different in every pool. Some pools may be killed, like the one I mentioned in the last episode where you never saw the bottom. It was so cloudy all the time. That pool required a lot of chemicals, and you can't absorb that cost. And, of course, you have to pass that cost on to the person paying you, either the apartment manager or the HOA association, and you charge the chemicals separately, and you charge for labor separately from that, and you charge filter cleaning separately, and anything else you're doing is a charge against that particular pool. Whoever is paying you is going to pay you for everything you're doing at that pool. So that's a benefit of doing commercial pools. You can do less pools for more money, but therein lies a danger also, because if they go get a bid and someone underbids you, you can lose a big chunk of your income. And during COVID, this really affected a lot of people that were doing commercial pools only because all their pools were closed down and locked up. So they couldn't do anything but maybe check the chemicals. They weren't getting paid a lot of times for the full service. And it was something that put a lot of companies near the brink of going out of business. Some went out of business, in fact, because you couldn't use the commercial pool here in California, at least for like a year and a half or close to two years, which which was kind of crazy. And I know in other states, COVID wasn't taken as seriously and you may not have had as many closures, but there were quite a lot of pool closures here. And it's one of those things that you have to be aware of that if someone outbids you or underbids you from, I shouldn't say outbids you, but underbids you for the service and they come in, you know, two or $300 less than you, the management company may switch to them and then you lose that account. And if you're getting $1,800 a month for that account, that's a big hit. You know, there's been some, I've heard where they've lost an account that was like $4,500 a month. I mean, that's like half their income or, you know, half of what you would do at residential pools just on one account. So this could be something to be to be concerned about if you, you know, want steady income. Residential pools definitely provide that because you're not going to lose, you know, one third of your income in, in one day with residential pools where that could happen to you. If you do commercial pools and someone underbids you, and then you may have to underbid them to keep that account because of the loss of money. So there is that added layer of not being quite as stable economically as residential pools. But the risk may be worth it because of the extra money you get. And who is to say you can't pick up another pool to replace that one you lost pretty rapidly? I think the best way of looking at this is that commercial pools offer you more income potential, less stability in some regards than residential pools. Residential pools allow you much more stability with maybe less income compared to the similar size commercial account for that if you had a pool that was 15,000 gallons in a residential setting versus that same 15,000 gallon pool in a commercial setting. Let's say, for example, an HOA pool, you know, you can get maybe maximum here for that 15,000 gallon pool, $190, $200 a month. California rates are nearly as high as other areas like Texas and back east. So you're limited a little bit there. But if you had that 15,000-gallon pool in a HOA setting in a community, you could probably charge easily $600 a month for that pool. And it's going to be very similar to taking care of a 15,000-gallon pool outside of the setting, albeit used more heavily. And it's going to, of course, require three times a week in the summer, usually two times a week in the winter. So it'll take you, it's going to require more time there but you're going to get a lot more money for that pool because it's in a commercial setting, which requires you to, of course, again, keep the pool safe and keep people safe from getting sick from bather to bather the transmission. And you have to deal with all the other things, the, the, ex, the added liability and the health department also is a, a burden there. 
I think if you were to go into the commercial realm, you would want to start in there correctly. And I think part of that is bidding that pool. One of the things that happens is that people that jump from residential to commercial don't understand the potential for the higher dollar amount they can charge for commercial. And so a lot of times people will underbid somebody, take the account, and then the account is pretty much destroyed because the, the person who took it couldn't keep up with the bather load. And you end up going there later again. They call you back for your bid again. And you also bid a cleanup because the pools are probably full of algae closed down by the health department. And so you are cleaning these pools up because the person prior to you wasn't charging enough to make it worth their while. And they just let them go. And this happens a lot. And so one way to get a commercial account is if you're out there and you and you put your feelers out and you go maybe go to apartment complexes and HOA complexes. Now, HOA is going to be harder to find the actual person in charge there because there's no manager on site. But you can try to get into these pools that look like they're not being taken care of properly because they're probably not being paid properly. And that's a case in a lot of times where the operator that's doing them underbid it, realized that it was a headache, and just kind of let them go. And so you can get these accounts. So underbidding is a big problem. And so to do this correctly, you have to bid correctly. I think there's a good rule of thumb. You want to bid the pool so that you're making money. So if you have to give up three residential pools that week to take care of this pool, and let's just use that 15,000-gallon pool, for example, giving up three residential pools, and if you're charging, let's just say, $200 for each of those pools, then, of course, at the very minimum, you should be getting $600 for that commercial account. If you're charging $200 for a residential pool that's 15,000 gallons and you're going to do the commercial pool three times a week, you're giving up that time slot for that residential pool. However, $600 wouldn't be enough in, in most cases because you have the added headache factor, you have the health department, you have the added safety things you have to do with the main drains and with maintaining a safe pool for the bathers. So there's what I call the headache factor. And you want to tack on some money for that. A lot of these also have separate spas with a separate filter and pump independent from the pool. And you're going to charge, of course, to maintain that as well. So if you go and say, well, I'm going to bid the $600 and I'll just include the spa with it. And I'll include the chemicals too. And that's not a problem because I do that with the residential pools. You've underbid this pool tremendously because it's nothing like a residential pool. You can't actually throw in the spa with the service because it's a separate body of water that needs to be maintained, checked, and balanced. And if you put the chemicals in with it, you're going to have a lot less profit because you're going to be adding a lot more chemicals to a commercial account than you would be to a residential pool. So that definitely is an underbid. You want to add at least another $100 a week minimum for the headache factor. And then you want to add the chemicals separately and you want to charge for the spa separately. So for this pool, if, if it's 15,000 gallons, three times a week with a you know 10-person spa separately, $600 is way under. Bidding this pool, $900 to $1,000 is more reasonable with the chemicals separately and then bidding the spa separately. So all in total, you may bid this pool $1,400. I guess $14,000 would be excellent. But maybe $1,300 or $1,400 a month plus chemicals would be a logical bid for this pool in my area. And these are the bids that are being put out there for something like this. 
because again, it's not a residential pool and you just can't simply translate that number from residential to commercial. Now this is a good starting point. So if you're getting $200 for a 15,000 gallon pool and then you go bid a 30,000 gallon commercial pool, well then you know it's $400 a month per visit on that commercial pool. So if this 30,000 gallon pool, you're doing it three times a month, you're gonna charge $1,200 for that pool. So the math is pretty basic and you're doing this multiplier and then you're adding the headache fee. Don't forget the headache fee. You can use this multiplier to get a baseline for this pool. And then you want to add that headache fee above that so that you're not losing money. I think 1200 was too low. I think it was going to be 1600 if I did my math correctly. But regardless, you're going to charge for each visit as if it were another separate account. For example, if, again, you're giving up three residential pools that week to do this commercial account three times a week during that time slot, plus maybe a little longer than residential pools, then you have to get paid for that, plus the headache fee, plus the spa separate, plus the chemical separate, plus the filter cleaning, and all of that entails separately, because all that takes time. And it's one of those things where if you do underbid this pool, you can easily walk away because you're not making any money at that point. If you were, again charging $600 for a 15,000 commercial pool, including the spa and chemicals, and you're charging $600 for three residential pools on your route, which is more profitable? Automatically, the residential pools are going to be more profitable than the commercial pool bid at the same rate because of the things I mentioned here. You would probably lose money at this commercial account if you were to charge that amount of money. So bidding is everything in this game with commercial accounts because if you underbid, you're going to suffer and you're going to probably walk away from this pool sooner than later. One other problem that commercial pools pose that residential pools usually don't have this problem, although I, I've done a residential pool that had this issue where the equipment room looked like it was a World War II submarine. There was so much stuff going on in there that you you would have to, you know, kind of, sit there all day to figure out what valve goes where, what does this control. So there is that daunting equipment room in some commercial pools where there are a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of water features, valves, things of that nature, different pumps, different filters. So if you're newer to this, then you probably don't want to take a commercial account that doesn't look more or less like a residential account because there are, there are those out there. There are plenty of apartments and plenty of HOA pools now, when you walk in the equipment room, they have a filter, a pump, and they have a heater. And that's basically, you know, duplicated at the other pools. But then there are those that have water features and many pumps, many filters, many valves, many skimmers. And this can be daunting to someone new. So I would advise you that if you're brand new, a year in, you may not be ready for some of these commercial accounts. You might be, but the equipment room can be as daunting some of them are below sea level, which makes it even more difficult to maintain things. You have to make sure you turn all the valves off properly. If you're going to clean the filter or empty the pump basket. So there's all these other things that maybe a new person wouldn't know offhand. So that adds another layer of complexity to commercial pools. And I guess, I guess you could say that the complexity of the commercial pools does require you to charge more for the fact that not everyone can just walk in off the street and take care of this pool. There are some pictures of equipment rooms that I've gotten from members of my group where they're like, hey, what do you think of this equipment room? You know, it's like, it kind of blows my mind. I can kind of figure it out by looking at the photo. I can kind of not figure it out. And so it's one of those things where 
if you're not immersed in it and doing it every day, you probably wouldn't be able to jump right in. And if you're new, you wouldn't be able to jump right in either. So it can be one of those things where you stay away from it because of the ignorance. You don't really know how it operates or how to operate certain things. And it doesn't mean you can't learn it. It just means that you may not want to learn it. You may want to just continue doing residential pools and leave these complex commercial pools for the experts out there that can do those. And I think the last hurdle or one of the biggest hurdles of doing commercial pools is how they pay you. And this can be different, of course, from one complex to another, from one type of commercial pool to another. For example, if you're taking care of the YMCA pool, I can almost guarantee you, unless the YMCA is having financial difficulties, you're going to get paid every time on month, like clockwork, with no problem, because that's just how a good organization pays people. But if you're working for a motel or an apartment complex where there's a big management company that's managing several of these, you may be requesting money for a pump that you repaired that they had okayed. And it may be something that takes a month because they have a one month kind of payout. And it may even be longer because they may say they forgot or didn't see the invoice. So you may not get, you may not get paid anywhere near as consistently as with your residential clients. And then the recourse for not getting paid is not really the same recourse you can take with a residential pool because if Mr. Jones stops paying you after 30 days, you can simply just stop doing that pool. But if you're doing a commercial account and you're getting $1,800, $2,500 a month for that account and they don't pay you for a repair or they pay you late for that monthly service, you can't just drop that pool because you're just dropping $2,500. So there's less recourse when you're not getting paid and this is something that you have to consider. So when you do the initial bid, you really want to see how the complex looks. You know, is, is it up kept well? You know, does the landscaper get paid? I remember I was at one particular place and they were having some financial problems and the landscaper was like, hey, they haven't paid me in three months. And I was like, huh, I may not want to deal with this kind of thing. And so if you're not getting paid by this particular vendor for the commercial account, it's going to be harder for you to get the money. You have less recourse against them. So keep that in mind and make sure you bid carefully. Pick your commercial accounts very carefully. I say this and I'll say this again. HOA complexes are probably the best commercial pools to get because every month, just like the YMCA, they're going to pay you like clockwork because that's in their budget. The treasurer writes and signs the checks and then you get paid every month for your service with no questions. And this is something that you have to be aware of is that not all commercial pools are the same. They're not managed the same. And you have to make that distinction yourself when you bid it. So be careful that you don't bid a commercial account where you don't get paid. Because again, you're kind of stuck with it until they pay you. And it's one of those things that makes it much different than a residential account where you're going to get your money and not have to worry about it. And if you're looking for the podcasts that I record, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. Click on the podcast icon on the banner. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguidecoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a rest of your week. God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.